Hello, hello, and welcome to our podcast, RC Soul Stars. What's shifting, everyone? I'm Chelsea. And richest blessings, everyone. I'm Riri, and we're so grateful for your presence and for your love here today. Thank you so much for being here. If you like today's episode, we'd be so grateful. If you went ahead and rated us five stars wherever you get your podcasts, it helps other star seeds like yourself find us, and as always, tune into their remembrance. Yes, absolutely. So let's set the space wherever you are. Sit still, close your eyes, and take a deep breath in for four, and out for five, and allow your aura to be surrounded by light. You are here in a safe and sacred place where you will be accepted with love and belonging, honey. Ting, ding ding. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode. Oh, we missed you. I hope you missed me. <laughs> Pull it a quote for you. Always missing you, honey. So what's Thanks, in the happiness box? We have a quote and it's by Spinoza, whoever that is. It says, if you want the present to be different from the past, study the past. Hmm. Once again, if you want the present to be different from the past, study the past. I like that a lot. Lessons, baby. Lessons. This is all we talk about on this podcast. Lessons, so welcome. Lessons, if you'd like lessons. to take a little gift with you before you leave, <laughs> feel free to take them all. We put them in little goodie bags and we call them lessons. Yeah. And basically you take it home with you and you study it. Yeah. They're free. And then you grow into this beautiful little plant. Yes. That you have to water, which is kind of annoying, right. but. But then they turn into blessings. Yeah. Lessons I mean, we all blessings. shower. Did you just poke the I mic? I got hit in the face with Mike. <laughs> it's okay though. It was really sexy. It was, it was really cute. I wish you could all have witnessed. We're not recording today. It's like, what? You're there? What is in front of my I face? Oh, a mic. Right. Lessons. Right. Let's study the past. Remember, there's a mic in front of your face, girl. Yeah, a magic mic? Oh my God. Oh, sorry. That was a little too loud. Whew. Hopefully you don't sweaty. have headphones on. I'm so sorry. So don't apologize. I like when you scream at me. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Last week we talked about attachment and codependency. I felt that it was such a great episode to discuss not only how to live with a willingness of non-attachment, but how attachments sometimes tend to lead us into addictions and control, which most often leads to anxiety and depression. We feel it's really best to dig into victim consciousness and see how it can continue to stagnate our growth and our remembrance. Um, and I know that last week, a lot of people contacted me and said they really loved, you know, just understanding what attachment was because I think many people don't. So right. it was really f- fun to dig deep. But with attachment, non-detachment, non-attachment, sorry, and detachment, this always comes from victim consciousness. I personally learned this from doing my 35-day life visioning with Michael Beckwith. There's so much to kind of unfold in victim consciousness. So I'll start off with what it really means. So victim consciousness is a state of consciousness in which people deny personal responsibility for the things that happen in their lives. People in victim consciousness believe that the world is acting upon or against them, and they are the innocent targets of other people's actions or behaviors. Individuals believe that something outside of themselves are doing something to them. So there's an external factor that can control us or bad things can happen to us. We blame others such as parents, friends, the universe, or even astrological charts. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Right? <laughs> point or the moon. <laughs> it's the moon, darling. It's something other than myself. <laughs> but that, well, in that, there's something outside of us that determines our destiny of happiness. It's the state of blame. So the finger's Mm. always pointing outwards. So it's someone else's fault or the reason why they're not happy. Like the mantra of victimhood is something outside of me, always saying, why me? Why is this happening to me? So at this stage, people often beg for prayer, which something outside themselves or external blessings can help or control a situation in life. They make excuses for their behavior and they refuse to take self-responsibility or accountability. They live in a mindset that something outside is trying to get them, like people or life. So the blame stories and victim stories become their new belief system and create a negative magnetic field of unconsciousness. So really, they're hurting themselves for refusing to take responsibility for the issues that they're facing. So where does our attention go when we're in this state? Can you guess? 
Love or fear, baby. Love or fear. fear. You don't get what you want. You get what you're interested in. So if you're always in fear, worry, or lack, then you will create the law of vibration into your life. Mm. So you're basically believing in a lie within you that needs aren't met. Victims live in a lie of separation. Ooh. So we live in fear. We often tend to find something outside of us that makes us happy, hence attachment. And that is where addictions and control start to service. So I feel like victim consciousness for me too is like, you know, when we're going through something hard, it's very, you. it's usually, like it's, we're conditioned to say, why me? Or why is this happening to me? Rather than looking at the bigger picture. Even like most recently, like I haven't been feeling well, like my body's been failing me. I was really good for the first four days, but then I'm like, why is this happening? Like what's yep. going on? And right away I knew I, I was being in a victim consciousness rather than taking action. So when we talked about attachment last week, you know, this is a big part of why we do tend to attach to others because we don't take the accountability to see the lessons and the growth. And then then what we do is we fall back on this victimized feeling of, you know, someone else needs to provide this happiness, not me. You don't take, you don't take like the responsibility. The accountability, totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, I heard you make a good point earlier. You said that we're conditioned to feel this way. And I completely agree. As someone who, you know, I follow a plant-based lifestyle. So ever since I kind of made that jump to being plant-based, I started to recognize certain like marketing in certain like, um, you know, advertisements when it came to marketing eggs or produce or dairy and you start to view marketing differently yeah and what's so interesting is that when we we're you know um gonna be talking about this on the podcast i thought of this in the same way and that like we're conditioned to feel the the like we're the victim in a lot of society and um, a lot of like how culture kind of pushes victimhood is a lot in marketing like the i think that like premise behind uh, advertising is to make you believe that you have a problem yes like a lot of the time they try to push that there's a problem within you and so what they're marketing is that fix or that solution Mm -hmm. like there's something um that lies outside of you that could become the solution if you take this pill you eat this cereal you wear these you know types of clothing items right that's a lot of how people sell items yeah and so whether we are conscious of it or not it's all around our society and our culture and although we may not be able to have full control over what we see Mm -hmm. um whether it be like on billboards or whatnot i think it's um, very important to be aware of maybe how um today's culture can be affecting or um, adding on to our victimhood and allowing us to feel more and more so like it's okay to be a victim of course it's it's what creates this mega like billion dollar industry is being a victim and being in fear and controlled and yeah i did mention a little part of begging god like listen we're, we don't talk about religion on this podcast and, and i'm not going to but with me i truly believe in love i don't believe in rules and i don't believe in fear or control and i don't need to beg a higher power for something better or bigger that I have the like mm-hmm. I, I'm the co-creator of my own life mm-hmm. so I'm not going to beg because I already have it so when we are in a victim state we think that something higher than us can create a different solution it's a great point no. is that it doesn't even have to be like a blame of you know exterior uh, things whether it be people it could right. literally be a higher power right and just because you know you practice faith doesn't necessarily mean that you're you, like you can still be in victimhood essentially and still be in faith as well, well or yeah. be following us i mean just because we've done something in the past that was wrong or a lesson let's say doesn't mean we're bad people it doesn't mean correct. we need to be punished for it correct and i think that sometimes when we grow up in that kind of environment and whether if it's like depending on you know what culture you come from what environment you come from and then there's this how shame. you were raised yeah and this shame that you weren't good enough or you weren't mm-hmm. smart enough you didn't go to university so you're never going to be successful when you hear that from the people around you you automatically are in a victim consciousness because people who you think that love you you don't think you're good enough absolutely so you automatically feel and you're conditioned to believe that and i think that's where i control uh, and addictions come from so like absolutely. what are your viewpoints on addictions and control in in what sense because so, we talked about a, a, 
addictions well, kind of in, in a sense on the last podcast so we're, we're breaking it down with heartbreak like for example so i think victim consciousness when it comes to heartbreak and learning to find your own true self and worth. okay you you have to go through the healing and heartbreak right. brings you to the depths of victimization because you think why they leave me i'm not good enough i'll never find anybody else i'll never mm-hmm. find love again all that is victim consciousness yes so it also then becomes an addiction and control right in a sense of because you're in fear you have to control a situation so that you don't get hurt right no i think you i understand now so i think from a victimhood perspective when we relate it to addictions my perspective honestly and you're gonna hear me be redundant on this i think it's pretty universal when it comes to any addiction i think it's a matter of there's a lack, whether it be anything that it's, there's an, an addiction to not look within. There's something that's preventing you from really wanting to look within. And the reason why I don't want to get specific is because it could be so subjective based upon someone's situation. So if we're talking about victimhood, let's say it's in a relationship, for example, and let's say for whatever reason, um, we are attached to that person and we view our attachment in a victim mindset of like, well, my parents were like this, therefore I am just doomed to be like this as well. And this is just my situation. And that's an example of like playing the victim, right? Instead of looking within and saying, okay, well, where's my power? Where can I place that? Where do I have control? Um, and really asking ourselves, what do we really want? Here's an example. I was listening. Well, I wasn't listening, but I was watching a movie um, earlier today. It was uh, on Netflix called My Place or Yours, yes, I think. Yes, I saw that. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting because at the end of the movie, you know, she realizes that she like, I won't, you know, spoiler alert, but she realizes that she loves this guy and she t- is talking to her, a friend about it. And the friend's like, so confused. Like, this is a love story. Like, why aren't you going for it? Like, I don't understand what's wrong here. Like, wh- I, am I missing something? And she basically explains to her, she's like, no. She's like, my life is practical. Um, I have a kid. I have to live practically. Like, yes. this is not practical. And I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in the practical. And that's my life. And she walks away. <laughs> and I said out loud, because I was watching it with my boyfriend. I said out loud, I was like, oh, fear. So she'd yeah. rather live in fear. Yeah. She's choosing fear in that moment. I think a lot of times victimhood is like, Rima, you were mentioning earlier, yeah. just you choosing fear. And right. you know, for whatever reason that is subjective to you, I think that's where the healing needs to begin. Yeah. Like why? Ask yourselves, why am I not willing to go for my dreams? What is the fear yes. there? Because if you're not happy in a relationship, but you're playing victim as a means to not allow yourself to come out of it and actually go after a relationship that maybe would be more in alignment with your highest self and your um dream reality again there's something holding you there's something there's a higher frequency that's or a lower frequency that's pulling you down that's negative that's you know a voice in your head to some degree that you're addicted to hearing because it keeps you safe Yes. And honestly, I think that when we are in a relationship, sometimes we, I guess, are told that the longevity of it is success, but that's not true. Because if you're in a relationship and thinking about someone else's relationship is better than yours, or thinking that you want something more from the partner, but they're not giving it to you, like you're, you're actually being a victim because what's happening is you're not giving it to yourself. You're expecting it from someone else. Mm. And that becomes a victim consciousness. And then it just goes, into these lies that you continuously tell yourself in your head and you will believe them the longer you, you tell believe yourself. them and then you get comfortable and it's scary to get uncomfortable to like listen last year when we were going through this there were some signs i mean going back you'll hear it but i was always like i need to go from point a to point b <laughs> i need to find <laughs> peace. so true like, there were so many things i was giving signs from because i was in I was in battle with what should I do? Should I stay? Should I go? Should you know? Should yeah. I be comfortable? Should I be uncomfortable? Am I going to be okay being a single mom living on my own, paying for everything Ooh. again? Maybe it's the fear of the unknown for you. So that's yeah. an example of inputting that subjective reality. Exactly. So your fear in that moment was probably like the fear of the unknown so because that fear was too scary for you what was easier and what the you know brain actually prefers to do is stay safe and comfortable yeah so we actually have to like play a lot and we have to go against our thoughts that's why we, we talk about like um, heart overhead yeah. because your heart is really where your intuition lies and your gut as well so if yes. we listen to, to those more than we listen to these thoughts in our head we yes. can change our thoughts yeah. into productive thoughts that are again in alignment with our highest yes. self and highest self like you the, there's three there's the ego 
inner child and highest self, yeah. right? Talk on that. Like, like when we say highest self. Yeah. So your highest self is you, your, your soul, your awareness, your consciousness. It's, it's a part of you. It's a frag fragment of you that, that still lives in the 5d. Yes. It's the truth. It's love. It's the, it makes uh, decisions based upon growth evolution. You know, then there's ego that comes and protects you who wants to, to scare you. There's a negative, you know, giving you all these false pretenses and ideas then there's an inner child of fear of being rejected um abandoned all these all these things so if you don't know where you're coming from in a sense then it's hard to make a decision my fear was not only um the unknown it was i was playing victim of i'm not good enough i'll never meet someone better uh, no one will ever love me again those mm-hmm. those were the victim con- the victim I victimization of thoughts I was thinking too, mm-hmm. which of course it stems from fear. But the one thing I realized what I was addicted to was my pain. And you know when people have substance abuse, they go to somebody like rehab or they go to a counselor and they go through these like twelve step programs. <laughs> and I remember sitting there thinking, I am in so much pain all the time. I am never happy. I'm always suffering. I'm addicted to something here, and I need help. There must be a twelve step program for me because we need that. Like if alcohol alcoholics and people who have substance abuse, for example, can stop drinking or stop doing substances for the rest of their life. That's strength right there. Like that's power. But at the same time, in the same breath, like where is that same assistance for the mind? But that's it. But there is. There is right. assistance but for the mind. In our society, but in our society, society not, there isn't. It's, they're not grouped in, in no. the, the same category. And so we don't realize it, but we are addicted to our own suffering. Absolutely. Own and like for addiction, like it, it stems from different things. Like we always look at like addiction to gambling and sex and, you know. That's what, what I mean. Like, yeah. why, like we're really good at creating a voice for right. like mental and emotional addiction. Exactly. Because I think the more we talk about it, the um, less taboo it seems, yes. right? We're creating it to be a little bit more um like we're we're creating awareness to it essentially and i think the more we do that hopefully you know the more people are aware that when it stems you don't have to suppress it and i think that's why victimhood is so um common yeah but people we because we don't talk about it like um there was a form i think on facebook someone was saying like they were having anxiety and depression and couldn't be happy some people were referring like go to a doctor go get medicine um go go to church which is fine like i mean these are all these are all useful and and the person at b was asking for different modalities right and so i came in and i basically said like i've gone through this it seems like you know i went through fear and i felt like i was alone i never was happy and then i had to do the work Mm -hmm. you know yes call a counselor. Sure. Go to church. You need community. Anything is possible. But the truth is you need to heal your inner child. There's something within you that is facing so much fear and you're not in alignment with your higher self that you need to do the work. And so this is where it becomes uncomfortable. And most people choose to stay comfortable, but then play victim. And then everything around them seems like they're it's just not going right because they're living a lie and they're not aligned. And unfortunately the law of vibration like you mentioned yeah. earlier becomes apparent in their life like raise your hand if you've ever known somebody whether it be you or someone else who just couldn't catch a break yeah. they were negative about everything and they always had something negative to point out it's because that's what they're now attracting yes. if, if if you are doomed to you know the energy that's around you and to life and you know you feel as though you have no control and no power and you are you know, giving your power away in everything you do and say and think, then that is what you're attracting back to you. And yeah, of course, you're not going to catch a break because the universe is matching you up with the frequency at which you feel like you are. Oh my God. I love that you said that because there are people and I'm one of them that you do all the work. It's, it's great because we can, I want to like segue into this, into divine health and fitness. And the reason being is because, you know, we don't catch a break. Like, let's say I'm doing everything right. I'm eating right. I'm praying or meditating every day. And I've been doing it for a whole month. Why have I not received any blessings? It's just like working out. Yeah. You know, you can 
eat healthy for a month and work out for a month, you're not going to lose your 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you have this control over an idea of what something should be, but it's, it's requiring something from a higher power rather than actually embodying and shifting it. Thank you for bringing that up because again, something that people don't talk about. Yes. And so for anyone who's not familiar, like my business on the side of the podcast is divine health and fitness. And I essentially take a spiritual and holistic approach to the fitness world and fitness culture. And my mission is really, you know, what I hope to do anyway over time is to create some space in fitness culture for the ideology that like holistic and fitness can be in tandem and go together. Like fitness has been such its own um, lane for so long and it's just like workout exercise and that's it slowly nutrition has been able to kind of become a company with that and people are starting to awaken to the idea that you know two things can exist in one breath and both are important to include um, on one's journey but my business focuses on three branches of health so it's not just fitness it's not just nu- nu- nutrition which I'm both certified in but it's life coaching yes. as well yeah. and great segue is one of the things that I actually speak about with clients one of the very first things I'll start with because when we start on a program, you're not just working out and watching what you're eating. I'm watching the psyche. Yeah. And I'm seeing, you know, how did you get to where you are? What's your view with self-love? How do you identify um, with all these different um, terms, right? Like, oh, if you don't know what self-love is, well, let's start there. Stuff yeah. like that. But I always start with asking them. Like, well, not asking, but I'll, I'll basically kind of dig a little bit to, to get a perspective on if the person that's in front of me is operating in a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And this is something that came up when I knew we were going to talk about um, victim consciousness because I think it's pretty similar to this growth slash fixed mindset. For anyone who's not familiar with what that means, Mm -hmm. a growth mindset means that you essentially believe your intelligence and talents can be developed over time. So you have this awareness and understanding that like, okay, an example could be me and Rima started podcasting. Yeah. We weren't that great at the beginning. <laughs> we were wonderful. If you want to go back and take a look. <laughs> the first one was fun. <laughs> you know, but we had a growth mindset towards yeah. the podcast. We said, okay, this is something that is adaptable and we can grow um, in this over time by A, B, and C. And we, we wrote down how we were going to push through and grow and it, it, it was a new journey, but we weren't doomed to this reality that like, oh, I'm just not good at it. Fuck it. Screw and it. we didn't Trash have expectations. Can. So this is where exactly. So when we come into looking what a fixed mindset is, a fixed mindset means that you believe that you're doomed to your intelligence and current skill level and they are inherently unchangeable and your expectation towards it is that you have no control. So why do I think it's similar? Because of course, there's still two different realities. Mm -hmm. They're similar because they both have to do with power. Mm Mm-hmm power in both realities you are taking the power you like i want you to visually rima has this ball metaphor where you're holding all these balls and then you yes. drop them but i want you to visualize going inside of your body with your hand pulling out your motherfucking heart and giving it to somebody wow. like when you That's really intense. think you have to think of it that way though because it's just like money when, yeah. we, when we talk about energy exchange if you had a set amount of money every single morning And that is what your uh, bank account was for your energy that day. And you had to physically give dollar bills out to people that you were exchanging. You would think of energy so much different. It's the same way with giving your power out. I want you to think of it intensively because you can't see it. And so if it's not something that we can see with the naked eye, we're going to... um, kind of diminish its value or or its intensity essentially. But it really is something that's so important and so true. And... Essentially, I think that there's a few problems with having that frame of mind, right? Like victim consciousness places the point of leverage outside of, of, of ourselves. So when you are in your power, when you are in your remembrance, which is what we are striving here to, to do at Starseed Sisters, is we're here to re- help you reclaim that power. Yes. Remember who you are because the more awareness you have surrounding what that means and how to access that and 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 how to remain in your power I think ultimately leads you to this beautiful way of life and bliss and manifestation it's just so much more powerful um but essentially like when you are again giving your power away and that leverage is outside of you and that's what you believe it to be 
it gives us no no vantage point from which we can change the situation ever and i think that's the problem you're not yeah. even giving yourself an opportunity no and i can be a pure example of this like when i met chelsea it was because i hired her to be my coach and the reason why i loved you is because i am not one to have a trainer who will beat me to the ground <laughs> and scream at me and hurt me in any way like you and i had an hour conversation where you sat with me and i had to fill out a form about my mindset and what what who and what i need like all right. those things and then you would just through my energy which i really enjoyed the issue with me was that i was having control and expectations on something Mm -hmm. and i didn't allow it because the truth is i can lose weight i'm doing it now but before i was in this mindset that i had this expectation that in a month i should be like looking like you know this skinny like buff Mm -hmm. hot little piece of ass and i was like chelsea like what the fuck is happening like it's not working and i realized it was because i was holding on to this control and expectation instead of just allowing it like you said and it's really and i think that energy in which that is also played a big role in your journey as well like we're holding on to tension in that way and and we're not really like you've released so much of that now and now look how much more your body's responding right because i don't have expectations and i'm letting it flow like that's what life is about like just because you were good for a month doesn't mean you're gonna get all these blessings like it takes time and Absolutely. sometimes it can take years but it can take is months. that not <laughs> if not the biggest lesson as starseeds that we're here to learn is patience because mm-hmm. off earth when you're just floating whatever you believe we believe it's just you know you're you go back to you know a starseed body or you're just energy but yeah. whatever the case may be up in the universe things are happening at lightning speeds, right? When we come down here, our biggest lesson is truly to like become one with the speed. Right. That's... And it's so dense and it's the patience. And I have to say like with control is really big. And, you know, we're talking about it in different ways. Like I'm a mom. I had to learn to let go of control a long time ago because when my daughter wasn't with me, you know, I had control to like my, as a parent, you have control. You want to make sure your kids are okay, that they're healthy, that they're studying, that they're protected, that they're doing this, they're doing that. And then when they're gone and you don't have that control, it becomes really scary. And then you fall into victim consciousness of like suffering in a sense. And as a parent, I feel like having control of your child is the worst thing you can do for them and for yourself. Because when that time comes, when you do separate and they do their own life, have their own life and you have yours, you're going to be stuck with yourself with this control and fear. And I know now, you know, my daughter is my 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 favorite teacher and i know that this is her journey even though the things i want for her is what i want it's not what she wants i had to right. let go of that That's control a huge and thing that parents par- almost for, nev- right? never identify but with relationships too we se- we tend to have control over our partners what are they doing are they dating other people are they happier without me and then you have this control of needing to want to find out and that becomes an addiction as well and it's not healthy because what's happening is you're not at your higher state of love you are controlling a situation so you don't get hurt you know i i often ask myself if my ex had a partner right now, how would I feel? I think there would be a part of me that would be sad, but then because I've done the healing, I'd actually be happy for him because I want him to experience love again. I want him to be happy. I want him to have his own path. And I want that for me too. Right. And, and the so, only way for that to be attracted to is to feel the same way. Exactly. Recipro- yeah. And so when letting go, addictions and control is a really big step in the healing. It's a big step of victim consciousness. And I love that you brought up, you know, what you do because you're very different than most. And I know that anybody that ha- has worked with you probably has felt that light with you and Mm -hmm. it's important to take different aspects and divine health and fitness is really like focused when the mindset is so important because health doesn't come without really working on your fears your control and limiting beliefs well that's what the word holistic means so holistic means that you know you're not focusing on parts of something you're viewing those parts as a whole yeah so again, those three branches of health, instead of, you know, identifying them separately or someone having to go seek help separately, like I identify them as a whole, like all these things encompass who you are. And I think as coaches and trainers, I would love for that industry to evolve into this understanding that like we should be identifying people at their origin. Like I, I'm like, I, for me to sleep at night, I like, I clients know who they are, like what they need right instead of just coming seeking a service and then i know that they can't fly out you know on their their wings on their own like the number one reason why people 
regain their weight back after having a trainer is because they didn't learn that's right anything they were attached yes to the trainer the yes. trainer was how they got from a to b yeah. and unfortunately that's how the industry makes money a lot of the it's time true. but i you know you don't do that You're i like this is i, I will go broke before yeah. i go I against my that. morals you I know love that. and so can i ask you like are are you opening up time because i know you're busy but like are you opening up space for other people or, or around the yeah, world yeah so way? at the moment i'm still um keeping it canadian and u.s okay. just because of insurance it, it's hard to go outside of that um but when it comes to just coaching yeah. one-on-one coaching i don't really need insurance for that okay, so great. life coaching um astrology um card readings have, have opened up as well on my website so divinehealthandfitness.com um, but fitness and nutrition are um, at the moment Canadian and US. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope that you know it brings you so much success because we need that in in this world. Like it's it's part of our life. We need to be healthy in order to actually fulfill our highest self. Right, and that's again, I'm so passionate about yeah. like changing the view of what healthy means and we're gonna have more on this we're gonna have an episode just on divine coming up soon stay uh, tuned yeah. and so i can't wait to like dig deep and ask questions and really I'm get so into excited it. it's such a nice gift that you can do that for us so Absolutely. i'm really excited but and likewise you have some new stuff coming up soon, soon. as well i'm so excited can't wait yeah. for you to be ready to yes. announce that i love it this is the best part of this platform is that we get to like share with all of you our experiences and this is our gift to you all but now we realize is that it's time to definitely receive the energy back and i'm excited to do that and offer services as well because yeah. i know a lot of you also um have been wanting that and been, been yes. re- requesting it because it's great sometimes to have you know this podcast teach you and have the you know tools at the end right. as we say that toolkit um but sometimes it is okay to admit that maybe you do require a little bit more hand holding or yes. a little bit more like we all do oh i gosh, i even yeah. say you know trainers have trainers you yes. know doctors have doctors right. like it's the way the world therapists goes around therapists. exactly like it's just the way it is and i love and this topic is is just this there's so much more to it and yep. i know that you know when we're I just have, touching the surface we're just touching but this takes time well <laughs> it that's takes it a lot and, of time and to, you, you know I, I was mentioning earlier about like the whole power dynamic and and yeah. i think you know if we're going to kind of merge into like that resolution of how we can now apply this and like identify it yeah. matter of fact is really i think the key identifier is asking yourself do I feel powerless in my life Mm -hmm. or in any area of my life because it may not be you know spread across the board on you know all areas it may just be you know in work or relationships or family is there anywhere I feel powerless and that is usually in my opinion a key identifier to now link that maybe you have some victim consciousness in that little area and then you can kind of dig deeper but how would you maybe give some um, tools to that toolkit of how to now dig into victim consciousness once you've identified it. Okay. Well, maybe healing. Let's just healing. Well, let's start from the beginning of where it comes from. So, like, so where does this begin? Most of our mental program begins at birth. So, the conditions and beliefs of our family, environment, friends, and social biases, we survive and integrate into this belief. So, how do we identify where the victim consciousness lives within us? So, look at your main complaint. Just like you said, right? And your main blame story. Become aware of the victimization within that story. And then you start to kind of see where the pity party is. Like how life is so hard until we die or the complaints of blame and the same the same of the separation. So we need to be still and be aware of these stories. And then when you breathe into it, notice that your life of blame and complaint. Like So one of my biggest blame stories in the past was that I will never be loved Mm. or I'll never be happy. Like that was 100% my biggest blame story. Me too, girl. I always said, I'm just, I'm going to always get heartbroken. Yes. Everything, like, cause it was just a trend. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm subjected to for the rest of my life. It's, and it's sad because when you love someone, like I love you and and, I love you, you know, and I never want to see someone I love to be hurting in that way because I don't see you that way and sad that we have to see ourselves that way but great thing to point out like ask yourself would I want my friend to talk to themselves like this like someone I love because that would if you love yourself you wouldn't talk to yourself that way either and we know that if you don't and you're saying these things to yourself then there's something within you that needs to be healed you can go back to inner child healing from last season and that really helps you there and limiting beliefs but nuggets back there yeah but now like so removing the pain and what happened to you so you kind of have to be like think about how would your life yeah how would your life be 
without your blame story? Ooh. What would it look like? How can Ooh. I imagine it to feel and smell? I'm sh- I, I, I can imagine that would be really tough for some people. Yeah, but you know what? Who we haven't fantasize all the time? You telling me true. none of you fantasize? We all fantasize. It could be about anything, honey. I'm not gonna get dirty. <laughs> no because, judgment over you. No, but you Capital can fantasize about anything. If you can fantasize, what makes you think you can't be it? Ooh. What makes you think that you are not powerful? I love some self development. Well, right, but but how, what makes us think that we are not powerful enough yeah. to create what we want? Especially here, when anything is possible. Yeah, like yeah. literally, it's just a matter of accessing the energy. But whatever's blocking you from believing that you can go out and grab that, like write that down. Well, write it down. So I would look at you. So write down your biggest complaint and your biggest blame story really without judgment mm. write it down look at it understand it where it stems from why look at your life and and picture how it could look like how it could feel like so we brought up inner child healing and forgiveness last season i would recommend going back to those episodes to take steps to freeing yourself of this addictive and compulsive behavior without judgment again ask yourself do you often ask why me who's to blame are you sidetracked with fear and worry Do you give others responsibilities for your life and happiness? Does drama stimulate you, honey? Mm. Are you at the stage where you can forgive yourselves or others? Forgive yourself and others. Do you often feel that you always attack people that disappoint you? So I would reflect with these questions and really be aware of what resonates with you. So it's time to dig deep, y'all, to find the truth of where the pain comes from. Again, no judgment. If you judge this, exercise what you're going to do then is start bringing up energetic fields of fear Mm -hmm. anger and disappointment and shame we are not asking you to do that we're asking you to now be the writer of your life and your story and really sit and ask yourself these questions if you identify with these feelings then this is a sign that it's time to do more inner work by healing some of the pain you've been carrying over for these years remember you're worthy of love peace, freedom, health, love. Again, I said it. Having all your needs met, no matter what or what you have done or what someone's done to you, you deserve to break those change, chains of fear and pain to be free into your remembrance, y'all. You know, we are all accepting of love. And just because we've done something wrong in the past does not mean that we cannot live with absolute freedom of acceptance of love. Yeah, I agree. So I think that like, this is a place where, like, I'm going to be honest with y'all, it's time to buckle down, like enough, you know, stop blaming other people, start looking in the mirror. Next week, we're going to be doing mirror work, Mm -hmm. which will help you all identify who you really are in the mirror. Stop comparing yourselves, like stop wanting something that you cannot create. You were born with this body. You were born with who you are. Appreciate it. Love it. I'm still trying. Yeah. I'm still on that journey. Like I am. Yeah. It's, 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 it takes time. Yeah. Even if you've like, gone through these modalities and sifted through a ton of the healing like it's not as if it's never going to come back up again it's just now you have more awareness to it to catch it when it does and stop yourself from spiraling because once again like the brain is tricky sometimes and it will kind of pop up and um it's just again a matter of awareness and so if if i could piggyback off of some of those resolutions i think um first and foremost i think victim consciousness is honestly like a psychological prison it, it's, oh, it's, yeah. Ah, one second. I need to feel that because it's so fucking true. It, like, and again, sorry for the intense terminology, but I but really want to drive my point home here of like, just because you can't see it, like I want you to try in your mind of what that looks like. A psychological prison, okay? A mindset to which when operating in it, we rarely recognize ourselves as a problem. It's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. And honestly, like, a, like we were mentioning we are victimizing a lot of others too like we're giving others also no choice no choice to grow in the relationships that they have with us either and i think just entirely we are stuck and so you're stuck in this prison and i think perhaps one of the quickest ways to stop feeling sorry for yourself is to create space in your life and i think you know feeling like a victim is often like a, a irrational instinct driven by fear 
And I'm a big advocate of, you know, meditating and meditation. And I think by doing that, we can create space, we can build clarity and find some perspective because I think it really starts with that awareness and then building from that. And I think it just, it truly is, in my opinion, the best way that I know myself to be able to realign and refocus my energy. And I will also say that meditation and prayer, um, however you feel that serves you, um, are ways to deepen our connection and sense of purpose in life as well Um, and for many including myself like feeling that I'm not alone and that all of this has a purpose it gets me back up off you know my butt and on my feet and again reclaiming that power yes that I was talking about earlier and I think the prescription here really is just to accept reality as well um, to because you created it yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's the hard part. It's that acceptance piece. You know, they always say with like, you know, in, you know, AA meetings, yes. the first step is acceptance. Right. And so it, I think, is also true here in matters of the mind and our emotional bodies. Like accepting reality, accept that you created it. And rather than resisting the reality, let reality be like your GPS. And it's essentially giving you insight into what is happening inside of you and viewing it that way. So reality, I'm using my fingers here in little quotation marks, (laughs) is just a mirror of your irrational or internal irrational state of mind. Mm. So using it as a mirror, which actually is a great segue into our next episode. Yeah. And, And I also have to say too, it's like, you know, what has been done to us is not our fault Mm -hmm. how we allow it to manifest and repeat it is then now our responsibility and our fault because we can't what people have done or did not do we can never take that away but it's not fair for us to repeat that story over and over again like i decided that story that old rima story no longer exists i will not speak on it again because it is gone i want to write a new story Ooh. Can I touch on that? Because I actually have a step system here that I wrote down that I think would be great to kind of summarize the points and it has that in it. So step one. So again, this is like homework. We always give homework. You can sit right down on a journal, piece of paper, Mm -hmm. what have you, or just listen to this and keep it um, nearby for future reference. But step one is to take inventory, I believe. Mm -hmm. So are there situations and circumstances that you have been blaming others for? You know, be it people, places, things, what have you, um, write it all down. Yeah. Step two is to acknowledge, right? Kind of like the acceptance piece in that same breath. So many of the reasons for playing uh, the role of victim are due to it being reinforced by others as well. So Mm -hmm. receiving pity from others can be that addiction that we just want to feel validated that we are right and we are correct. So I think that's, you know, step two. Mm -hmm. And then step three, like Rima was just mentioning, is validate your feelings. Like you are, you know, I'm sure in some senses validated for how you feel if people hurt you did things to you if that's that inner child work that's now coming up so validation is huge but then step three is create a new story yes now write it down what is like Rima said visualize what does it look like for you if this wasn't your story anymore and you did have power and you did have control I get chills thinking about Mm. it because it's just like so beautiful to be able to reclaim that and recognize where we actually can live a life of abundance like like it's actually not that far outside of yourself If you really um, are in that victim state, it feels like it's such a long road, but it's actually so much closer than it appears to be. And then I think the last step that I would write personally, this can be subjective, but I think it's just showing gratitude at the very end. I think gratitude is the ultimate secret to joy. Um, I find it in everything I do, down to the simplest thing of my breath. It's always somewhere for me to um, take stock of. And I think it's gratitude can look like you know finding those silver linings finding the bright side or any positive aspect of anything that you can cling on to um and then create things to look forward to absolutely i love all of that and if i can add like when please when victimization does pop up because it does all the time it's not like it's not we have pain bodies go away yeah we have pain body in, in our in our life and i mean for me cutting out people who reflected that same story I had to cut out because I didn't want to repeat it. Um, but when you are in that state, ask yourself this, if I was, if I am to remain in this state for the rest of my life, what quality must I embody in order to get through it? And so let's say I'm going through some suffering or illness that won't go away. Then I need to, then the quality I need to embody is trust and Mm -hmm. love and surrender. And I need to embody that because 
sometimes things won't go the right way. It's just what it is. Why? We don't know. We don't have right. answers for you yet. But, <laughs> when we get some from God, we'll let you know. Right. But I think if you can write your blame story, burn it once you're done, and then write your new story, really try taking your time to do this. I can tell you and I can vouch for it. I'm sure you can too, Charles. I know it will come true because I'm living it now. The story I wrote for myself many, many years ago mm-hmm. continues to unfold and grow. And I know I'm loved. I have a tribe around me that it loves me. I know that I am a valuable, worthy person. I could never say that before. So yeah. if I could do it, you can do it. Totally. Start, time to do the work, though. Time to be uncomfortable. App, it's the exactly. Yeah, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. And truly, like at this point in my life, like I'm on the other side of a lot of this. So yes. I can truly, I'm here to say, as annoying it may be to some people who are not there yet, it will fucking come. And yes. I catch myself often just crying tears of joy for an, an immense amount of gratitude that I can't even comprehend because it's like you get these you know, memories that resurface of like, whoa, my life was so different. Even just a year ago, two years ago, three, I dreamed of this. And I catch myself saying a lot like, fuck yeah, my life is looking a lot like the shit I prayed for. You're deserving of it, baby. Thank you, baby. I'm glad I get to see it. And as a disclaimer, anybody that is going through addictions right now, please know that you have to ask for help. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. We're here as well. We're here as well. On the side, just one-on-one if you want to talk with us. And we know it's difficult. We know it's not an easy path, but just know that you're worthy of that peace. Absolutely. And you're worthy to get out of that psychological prison because we mm. do not deserve to be in pain anymore. No. Yeah. And we want that for you. We want that for humanity. Yes. Like that's why we do what we do. And yes. so if, you know, there's one nugget that you can take from this and dip it in some ketchup, Ooh. please do. With some honey mustard sauce and barbecue. Ooh, some and listen, sauce. if any of y'all are listening, write us on our Facebook um, page. No, not page, group. Sorry. Ask us questions. Yeah. Engage. Like, we will come back to we you. We love when you guys participate. Yeah, we would love for you to participate. We're here to help you. We're not here just for you to listen. Like, talk to us. Ask us questions. And I think in the future, we might do lives, too, so that if you do have questions. Yeah, we'll follow just, me on TikTok. Yeah. it's just s-m-i so everyone's like just it's It's on the link tree if you look at our bio everything is there yeah our instagram bio has all the links yes and we're here for you so next week we're doing mirror work after that we have a special guest coming and we'll keep that secret yeah and we have some healing coming up we actually have people coming on to do healing work Mm -hmm. with us together and listen we're here for y'all like don't skip a beat yes like this is we're trying to we're trying to step up to show there are people out here who do want to to spread love, yep. who who want to know, let you all know that we're here together. And if you can take any silver lining from the world today, let it be that. Amen, sister. So what are we pulling Amen. for a card? We're going to find out. Oh, that just slipped right out. Girl, your decks are slipper. <laughs> Every time you say deck, you need to pronounce the I know. Me and my boyfriend went and bought like a uh, card deck the other day. I was like, did we just buy a duck? <laughs> You sure did. I love it. Ooh, that, that was, was quick. quick. Oh my god, we got the same. Oh, I was gonna get the book so I could. Oh, thank you. Which we got one? the same one as last time, Baby Steps, really? okay. which is kind of. Um, re- oh, they do want me to pull another okay, card. Great. I was asking because I was like, "Do you want the same one?" They just want to reiterate the summary that we did at the end. Like me and Rima gave some great action steps, but they want me to reel it in because I, okay, now I'm sensing people's overwhelm, and Ooh. that's what they want me. To- that's a lot of overwhelm. Oh, that's a, if that's you, baby boy, girl, take a breath for me. Um, there we it's go. Heavy. The other this was heavy. It's, it's heavy. So they're really wanting to, and this is spirit talking to me, that um, spirit really wants to em- emphasize that this is gradual and just starting at one thing. Okay, now I feel like everyone's calmer. Thank you. Um, so tomorrow, pick one thing. So maybe it's that one step I mentioned of just taking inventory. And that doesn't have to be just, you know, all in one day like you, you you can spread that out over time so maybe week one is taking inventory week two is acknowledgement or month one or year one whatever works for you again we want you to get comfortable with, with the uncomfortable but at the same time it needs to be um a progressive nature that's going to resonate with you otherwise if it doesn't resonate we're going to have zero motivation to apply it yes. um so that's what that card is but the card that I'm going to read and Rima's going to find for me here is the Courageous Peony. Oh. Um, so this is actually a card of if you know you're a flower connoisseur. The peony is a gorgeous flower that's all about 
its growth and blossoming year-round. So this one is all about, the card itself is all about multifaceted, unique natures, and let yourself be seen. Ooh, okay, let's dive in. All right, flowers. Flowers don't open and close according to who walks by. They embrace all of what they are and show it to the world around them. The peony doesn't try to compete with the cherry blossom, and the cherry blossom doesn't try to compete with the tulip. They own what they are and trust the timing of their true nature. And you're being called to do the same. It's time to open yourself up to be seen. Time to share your incredible, multifaceted, true nature with the world around you. To uncover and reveal your soul's greatest gifts without wavering. To own your uniqueness without apology. There's a flower on this planet that holds the same qualities that your soul is ready to itself express. Let it inform you. You may have been taught that it's safer to keep your light hidden and your voice small. To hide behind the bushes instead of growing tall. The Courageous Peony is here to remind you that it's safe to embody all of who you truly are. And it's safe to share your voice and let yourself be seen. At first, it may feel uncomfortable and you may be afraid of what others think. But with each passing day, it does become easier. Baby step by baby step. Little by little, you realize that it draws in those who are meant for you. And expresses and in experiences you've been longing for arrive at your feet. The Starseed Soul Inquiry for this card is to question how are you being called to allow yourself to be more visible and seen in the world? Wow. Wow, myself. My head included. is foggy. Like, it's just. There's no way beautiful. that this happens every time. It is, but it's, you're gifted in that Thanks, way. Babe. And it's so beautiful. I like so beautifully said because I think from the heaviness of what we were talking about, this just reflects that you are deserving to be seen. seen and it is time. We encourage you to think about the last day on earth that you're going to have and ask yourself, what regrets, if any, would you have on that last day? And I truly hope for everyone listening right now that it is never that you weren't fully seen and that you were leaving without that experience. Yes. Truly. Oh my gosh. We love you. I love this. I love you. Thank you so much. Can we do the outro? Absolutely. Please. Whew, let's close the <laughs> container as always to seal the deal. Deep breath in and out for me, please. Only in my pain. Did I find my will? Only in my chaos did I learn to be still. Only in my fear did I find my might. And only in my darkness did I see my light. Amen. And so it is. So it is. We love you. We love you. Be safe. Good Remember luck. that you're loved. Yes, you are so loved. And, and we'll you're see worthy. you next time. We'll mirror, you next time. Mirror, mirror work next time. Mirror, guys. mirror on the wall. Who the money? Oh, you we are. You are. We, we love are. you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.